All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to season two of Modern Lightworkers. The mission of Modern Lightworkers is to inspire everyday people to stop hiding and start shining their unique light. And it is hosted by me, your shine coach, the founder of Modern Lightworkers, Janet Bernstein. And my mission is to help you unleash the magic within you and help you see your own light. And again, this is the first episode of season two, and we have a fabulous guest for you. She is a dear friend, uh, but she was also in a little book that we happen to write called Dare to Shift. So if you have not checked out her story and all the amazing stories in that book, you have to as well. But without further ado, I want to welcome my friend, Robin McCoy. Welcome, Robin. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you. We are so excited to have you. It is season two, and we have promised our listeners that we would bring them more stories from people just like us. And honestly, I can think of no one better because you literally are like the queen of networking. You know everybody (laughs) who's anybody. So I think you're the perfect guest to kick off this season. Absolutely. Well, thank you. I, uh, I do know a lot of people. And if I don't know them, I know somebody that does. So so we can get to them usually. And that's a fabulous tool to have in your line of work. So tell everybody what kind of work you do. Well, I am a Texas realtor. I've been in uh, selling uh, residential real estate since 2008. And if you remember what happened in 2008, that's probably not the best time to get a real estate license. Mm -hmm. You know, I persevered and lived to tell about it. So it's 13, 14 years later. Yeah. And still loving every minute of it. Yeah. And I remember reading your story in Dare to Shift um, and talking about, you know, when the pandemic hit mm-hmm. and being a realtor and having to shut down for a few weeks um, as you all were not deemed essential for a little while. Um, <laughs> Which seems so, interesting, right? You're not essential, but we have live contracts out there. Yeah. That are essential. They still have to be closed yeah. and they have to be, you know, completed. And so it was a bit of a panic for everybody for a while. And, you know, when I read your story, um, your positivity really shines through in your writing, um, which didn't surprise me because that really is your personality, but how are you so positive? Like what, I mean, that seems to be, I I think a a very hard trait to come by for some people. You know, I wasn't always, I wasn't always, um, I always say, you know, my, my thirties, I kind of disappeared in my 30s, if you will. Uh, My dad has said that I was in a very bad mood for a very long time. (laughs) And I just think I was living in a place I wasn't happy. Um, I was in a job. I wasn't just everything, just really unhappy. And um, eventually I found myself living in California and I was a little happier there. But I think ultimately coming back to Dallas, being close to my family, um, my nieces and nephews, And just deciding that it's easier to be happy than it is to be unhappy. Mm, Yeah. It's easier. You know, you don't have to, um, you don't have to pretend. You just, you, it's a choice. You can wake up in the morning and be happy, or you can wake up in the morning and be unhappy. Yeah. And if you're unhappy, change something, you know, move. What is that thing that says, you know, if you don't like where you are, move, you're not a tree. Not a tree. Yeah. I love that. So yeah. basically that's kind of where a lot of it came from. So 
you know, you talk about being in your thirties and just kind of being like unhappy, you know, not happy with the job. And, you know, what are, what are some of the, the signs that like, if our listeners are listening and they might, maybe they just feel unfulfilled or, or they don't know what they feel. What are some of the signs that they should be looking for that they, that they need to implement some sort of change? You know, for me, um, and again, I worked in a, in a, in a, I was in a small town in Indiana at the time, and I didn't really know anybody if I didn't work with them. And I would, I realized one of the flags, I guess, was um, I would leave work on a Saturday afternoon and I would not speak to another human being except for maybe a store clerk or, you know, the video store. We had to go to video stores then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> until Monday afternoon when I went back to work and I spent my time in my apartment by myself, watching movies and eating a lot. Um, probably smoking too, then probably at that point. But, you know, if I think if you see yourself doing something that you don't like doing, Hmm. don't like sitting in my apartment by myself, I don't like smoking. (laughs) I don't like this job. I don't like working nights. I don't like work, whatever those things are. If you can say, I don't like that, then you can change that. You Mm. can. Yeah, you can. So, okay. So for those listening, you know, who, um, they hear you were in your thirties unhappy and then boom, you're in Texas, you're a realtor and you're thriving. So let's fill in some of the gaps. Like, what, okay. Yeah, what did that you was do? not overnight. Yeah. It, <laughs> we all know it. We overnight. all hear overnight success, but then we don't read the fine print. It's like in the seven years she lived in her car. Um, yeah. you know? <laughs> well, and you know, and I think it's, um, it's a constant journey, right? Yeah. You're always, um, trying to look and, you know, that, you don't want to look back, but you need to remember what you came through or what you changed. And, you know, I got to, I finally, I guess, got smart and and got back to Texas in 2001. And, you know, that's where my family all was. Everybody had finally, we'd moved around a lot when I was a kid, but everybody had eventually found their way back to Texas. Um, My sister was having her first daughter and I came to visit when Isabel was about one and she didn't know who I was. Of course she didn't. But then I thought this can't be because she cannot grow up without me. Yeah. And I, and I joke and I say her sister, her mother's entirely too boring. <laughs> she needs, she needs the cool aunt. <laughs> she needs the cool aunt. And I, and I was here like two months later and yeah. I moved back to Dallas and um, just tried to open myself up to different things. And it, again, a long journey. The journey of my forties was a, a long journey. Um, but during that time I bought a house and had a little dog named Diva <laughs> perfectly content to live my life in that house, um, with that little dog. And then I, I met somebody ended up getting married two bonus kids that, are fabulous. Um, you know, and all this, that 45 was the first time I ever got married. So, wow. I, I, it was, it's kind of old, you know, (laughs) in some circles, but for me, it was the right time, the right person, right place. Um, then about, I guess it was 2014. So however many out years ago that was, um, I had a pulmonary embolism 
And I didn't know what was happening for about four or five days. I just, I couldn't breathe. I was fine if I was sitting, but I couldn't breathe. I tried to walk across the room and I just, I'm like, I don't know, whatever, you know, we, we all tend to ignore things. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went through a weekend and I got to work the next day, that Monday. And one of my friends who has since passed away. And I believe that he was, he was my angel. He made me go to the doctor. And he said, if you don't go right now, I'm going to take you myself. And turns out my lungs were full of clots. Um, I spent a week in the hospital. Um, The doctor could not understand why I had neither died or had a stroke or something like that. And while you're laying there in bed, realizing that you should have died, (laughs) but you didn't. Yeah. You make some, I don't even, and they're not conscious choices. I don't think, I think Mm -hmm. um, they're unconscious choices that you're going to now see what you're capable of. You know, like I said, it doesn't have to be a life-threatening thing, but at the same time, it is your life and we're only here for one. I just like to take the high road and try and find the win-win for everybody because it's, again, a whole lot easier to be happy than it is to be mad and sad. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So, you know, I would, I would say, obviously, thank God, you know, nothing happened to you. Um, you know, that when that happened to you, like, thank goodness that you were able to get treatment and, and, mm-hmm. and you didn't have anything um, worse than what happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, I would call it a catalyst. Um, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's typically something so big that it requires changes. Um, so anybody listening, you know, I think, um, yours may not be an embolism, but, um, but it's going to be something. What's your embolism? You know, what, <laughs> yeah. what is inside of you, um, that doesn't belong there, you know, um, that, that is causing angst, worry, anxiety, depression, sadness, fear, procrastination, <laughs> all, you know, the, all, all of the things, all of them, because the, I think that, you know, when I talk about the mission of modern light workers, it's, somewhere our light goes dim. And, um, and that's how I best describe it. A lot of times when, when people come to me for coaching, it's, they don't, they don't come to me and say, my light is dim. You know, they, they're, they're not using that terminology. They're saying things like I can't get out of bed, you know, and do my work because I, I don't know why, or, you know, I'm just not motivated or I know I need to do this thing, but I'm, I'm stuck. Um, and so a lot of times it's, it's the embolism. I mean, there's something it is not right. It's a clot in your life or in your feelings. And, and the purpose of, you know, so a normal blood clot, you know, your, our blood is meant to, to flow. So if a small clot happens, our body quickly identifies that breaks it back down and flushes it out of our system or whatever, keeps it moving, you know? Um, and so when a clot happens, it means that there's something's not, not going right. Right. Um, You know, so I would say for those listening, you know, that find the catalyst, find the embolism, you know, what, what needs to be moved along, you know, what, Mm -hmm. and where are you not shining? You know, where are you dimming? You know, you talk about being mad, um, you know, and, and that's a, that's an easy one sometimes to spot, you know, we might be out at the grocery store and, um, and someone, you know, runs into you like, you know, and they're just like, oh, you know, and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, like what's, what's wrong <laughs> yeah, with that it's like, person? Calm down. You know? We just bumped carts. <laughs> right. It's like, excuse me. I'm so sorry. You know, like I always feel bad. Like if I'm, I'm, you know, trying to like 
read something and I turn around and someone's been standing there with their cart, you know, and I'm like, Oh, I'm so sorry. And like, they don't say anything and they they don't say anything, you know? And it's, and it's like, we've, we've also lost that ability sometimes to just be human. Um, And that's a whole other episode for another time. (laughs) Well, and I think too, you know, when, um, especially in, in what I do in real estate, it's, it's imperative to do your best to get along with the other side, right? Whether you're, if, whether I'm representing a buyer or seller, certainly not my intention to be antagonistic or anything else towards the other agent or the seller. Right. And, and because all that's going to do is cause more problems and make everybody's life harder. When in the end, we're all just trying to get to the same point. We want to transfer right. this property from person A to person B. Right. We all have that same goal at an, you know, and when another person, whether it's in what I do in real estate or anything else, when they're antagonistic towards somebody, whether it's you're mad at the person in the grocery store line because she rang your avocado twice. Right. And now you're mad at her or, you know, the line at the gas station or any of those things. Right it's, it just, it's not helpful to you. It's not physically healthy. Right. And, and I'm not saying I'm riding on unicorns and rainbows every day. Sure. At all. But it's it's choosing, choosing (laughs) where, where you're going to exert your energy. And, and I would say positive or negative energy. You have a choice with everything. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that my, um, my husband and I love to say, like, if we're, sitting in a long line somewhere, you know, whether it's waiting on our favorite iced tea or, you know, Starbucks or something. And it like, we pull up and there's 25 cars, you know, in line and, and, you know, there's a, there's a brief sigh and I'm like, I know it's a long line. And I'm like, do you want me to, do you want me to go somewhere else? And my husband doesn't miss a beat now. And he says, no, more in the time, more time in the car with you. And, <laughs> and so we've kind of, we, we, acknowledge the fact that, you know, there's a long line and we're about to wait and we, we might be slightly annoyed, but we quickly shift it and try to flip it into a positive. Yeah. And, and sometimes I'll even do it to myself if I'm alone and I pull up to the Starbucks line, (laughs) I really want an iced coffee that day that I didn't have to make myself. And I'll be like, Oh, good. The line is this long. I can actually play that song I was wanting to find earlier or something like that. Yeah. Um, so I've really gotten into that, the habit of that conscious shift. And actually this kind of brings me to like my next question for you. Um, you talked about like being, you know, alone in an apartment and I think you said an apartment, you know, possibly smoking, but eating and not seeing a soul. And, you know, so one thing I'm hearing is, is you have to change your habits Um, Mm -hmm. you know, so why don't you tell us some of the habits that you had to implement in order to like get from where you were then to kind of, cause I see you on Facebook checking (laughs) in at like six in the morning after your runs and your epic walks. So that is definitely not someone who is like eating bonbons, you know, alone in her apartment. So no, no, I just, I did put a lot of that behind me, the, um, you know, and, and being transparent, I've had several or several, I've had two rounds of weight loss surgery. Um, in 2005, I had a lap band. Um, I was just under 300 pounds 
on, on surgery day. And I lost about 110 pounds over the course of the next 14 months and uh, felt better than I've felt in many, many, many years. Um, 19 years later, 15 years later, I gained a bunch of weight back. Um, the lap band did something crazy and that tried to kill me. I don't know what my body's trying to do, but <laughs> clearly, clearly, clearly resilient. <laughs> yes, very much so. So, um, so that came out and then I was pretty depressed for a while. I gained a lot of weight back pretty quickly. Um, but I have a, a very good friend who forced me to start walking with her. Now I've been going to boot camp for it was six years this month. Okay. And so that was six years ago. And, um, and I'll tell you, I couldn't do a push up to save my life. You couldn't even detect my arms moving. Right. <laughs> I'm like, but they are, but you couldn't see it. Um, had never done anything like that. Not if you'd have told me I'd be up at five 30 in the morning in a parking lot outside working out with a group of people, I would have told you you're really you don't know me at all, do you? <laughs> well, that's what I found the thing, right? I found the thing. And, and then walking with Becky, we would do it just, she, and she could have gone three times as far as I was. She just did the one loop or the two loops based on how I was feeling. Yeah. And we fast forward a year, um, a year ago, this past August, I had the, the bariatric sleeve done and I've been and I changed my focus from weight loss to health. Mm. Wow. Just, it's about being healthy. It's about how do I want to be when I'm 80? Yeah. I want to be able to walk unassisted when I'm 80. I still want to be able to hike when I'm 80. I, I want to stop fighting this weight loss thing mm. whole life and just let that somehow go. Right. Yeah. That's my demon, right? It's my demon. So fast forward to today, we're, we're, we're walking, you know, four and four and a half miles, two days a week. I'm going to boot camp two to four days a week. Um, I can walk further and longer. Yeah. Um, one of those things, what am I capable of? Um, years ago, I saw the movie, the way, I don't know if you've heard of it. Mm -hmm. uh, Martin Sheen and Emilio Estevez, um, okay. a story about a father and son who are estranged, the son is walking the Camino de Santiago in Spain and he okay. passes away. So I just went, oh, that looks like a cool place. Set that way on the back burner. I can never do that. Right. Limiting beliefs. Yeah. I'm I don't have the money. I'm too old. I can't walk that far. How I, I've never been this. I don't even have a passport. I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't. Right. Yeah. And then probably about 2000, let's see, I went in 2019. So it was probably about 2017. A friend of mine that I worked with said she was going to do it. And I said, well, if Cindy can do it, I can do it. And 2018 rolled around and I didn't do it. And then I finally said, 2019, I'm going. I'm going. And everybody's like, you're going by yourself? <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you, you know, the, the fear, right? And we say when people are, are kind of a bully or they're fearful or they're worried, they say things like, how could you do that alone? Right. It's really a reflection of themselves in their own. Fears, Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And that's fine. And I said, cause I just have to, I have to do it. Yeah. And I was terrified getting on that airplane. Absolutely terrified. And I just told myself, Robin, you know how to get on an airplane. Just get on the airplane. 
Robin, you know how to get off an airplane. <laughs> Just yeah. get off the airplane. Yeah. And I knew all the steps. No pun intended. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew all the steps. I knew get to get to Madrid, find the train station, get on the train to you know, so I had it all laid out and I just had to do it one, chunk it down and do it one piece at a time. Yeah. And, and I did it. I walked on the Camino in Spain and it's one of the greatest experiences of my life. Whereas 10 years ago, I would have told you, I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I want to say around that time is when you and I maybe like officially became Facebook friends um, Maybe. I'm not, I'm not sure. Like I had really met you much before that. Um, but just, so I, I said at the beginning of this, you were like the master networker I had seen you. <laughs> and, and a lot of people say that about me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I had seen you at events and, and I knew who you were, um, but I didn't know much of your story. Um, and I know a little bit about the, the walk and some of the things that transpired. Um, and for those listening, you're going to have to you're going to have to follow her for more um, of what actually happened on that, because that's a whole other, we'll have to have you back for another episode for it, that. It is a whole other thing. It's it a is, whole but, other thing. But it, it was very inspiring to know that you went and did it and did it alone. Um, because that, you know, that, that really shows, um, you know, just talk about passion and, and, and a mission. Um, you know, I do want to circle back though. I had no idea, um, about any of the, the weight loss surgery and, mm. and any of that. I do see your, um, your epic walks on Facebook. And I will say, um, several months ago when my husband, um, got a new job, uh, which is now 90% travel, um, his lovely dog that he got to <laughs> walk twice a day when he was rehabbing a torn ACL, <laughs> uh, has since become my little dog. Uh, and I went from, you know, um, if you see me running, you should run too. Um, I'm to, being chased by something. Yeah. To, to walking between uh, 10 and 15 miles a week now. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm doing it every day. And, and what's crazy is, um, you know, my husband was home this past weekend for the first time in like two weeks and uh, we went on a walk together. And normally, um, before he left the last time, I kind of had a number where I stopped. I'm like, I only do about the, you know, one mile at a time mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, but this time, you know, we were going and he's like, oh, do you want to keep going? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And he's like, and then when we were done, he was like, um, he's like, that was a, that was a long, longer walk. He's like, that was over uh, like a mile and a half this time. And I'm like, oh yeah. I'm like, I do close to two now. And he's like, you do. And I'm like, <laughs> and, and honestly, it, um, I, I did what you, you said it. And it, and when you said it, it's exactly what I shifted to do. It, it's less about weight loss and it's just about health. And, health. and instead of saying I'm walking to lose weight, you know, I, because like, honestly, I'm not doing that. I'm walking so that I'm healthy and, you know, the choices that I make, the habits and all they're all to be healthy and to feel healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and so I, I love that. I didn't even know we were going to cover that today, um, <laughs> but I will say, you know, um, self-confidence, body image, those things are really near and dear to my mission. Um, because yeah. a lot of the women that come to me are struggling with some sort of insecurity. Um, and usually it is related to weight. Um, and so I, I love that that's a part of your story too, because I think that 
body positivity, self-confidence, self-worth, self-esteem, you know, all of that is tied, especially with women to our weight, you know, Mm -hmm. we are conditioned to think if you're over this number, you know, you are unhealthy, right. Unhappy and all the things. Um, so I, I really just want to say that for our listeners who are, you know, who are kind of this, this episode is full of so many gems. Um, but I really hope that those listening are inspired that, you know, in order to go from where you used to be and to where you really want to be, you know, it's, it's choosing the right motivation, you know, so you have to like yourself, you have have to to like yourself. You know, you, do, you and... have to like who you are. You have to own the quirks. Um, you know, that's one of the <laughs> things I always say is like, who are you really like, um, you know, I, and Robin knows this before we started recording on the podcast, I said, I don't edit everything out. I don't use a bunch of fake filters. You know, I, I want them to see who we are quirks and all. Yeah. We all bring that to the table. And if you think about it, if we all show up with a filter on, nobody's seeing the real person. No, we're never going to connect anything deeper than the surface only. And right. that's not fun for anybody. No, no, it's not. And you know, the, the self-talk that, and, and I'm not immune from it. However, I can now catch myself when I start down that negativity path. I catch myself a whole lot quicker than I used to. I don't get all the way to the end of the path and sit in the woods in self-pity. Yeah. I just say, okay, stop, stop. Yeah. And it's hard to do. It's not easy. And yet, if you continue to chunk it down, and when you hear yourself saying bad things about yourself, Mm. ask if you would say that to somebody else. Right. You are so fat. You are so ugly. You are so, you're too tall. You're too short. You're too this. You're too that. You would never say that to somebody. I often say parent yourself, you know? Yes. Yes. Would Would you turn and look at your child and say some of the things that you've said to yourself? And, and think of how you would feel if you found out your child was saying those things to themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for, for, as a mom, that's really powerful for me. For those listening who are not moms, find out, you know, what connection, maybe it's your own parent, or I often, you know, I, I grew up with really close to my grandmas. Both my grandmas are like my best friends. And so, you know, sometimes I'll just be like, what if my grandma said that to herself? And I'd be like, yeah. oh my gosh, you know. That'd be terrible, it'd be heartbreaking. Yes, yes. And, you know, so my, I don't know how old you are and how old our listeners are. I'm 58 years old, turned 58 last July. And my, so my parents are in their mid eighties and my mother's mobility is next to nothing. She's as healthy as she can be, but she can't walk across a room without a lot of assistance, whether it's on a walker or something, and she's in pain every time she stands up. My father, on the other hand, has been healthy, but right now he's battling, you know, some disease that, um, you know, it's either going to, it's going to go one way or the other, right? At 85. So my talking about the health and what it really is, is what can I do to mitigate any of that at this, at this stage of the game at 58, where I have used my body quite a bit, um, with drastic weight loss up and down over the last 40 years, sure. that what can I mitigate now so that 20 years from now, 30 years from now, I'm not having to deal with some of the things that they're dealing with. Mm, yeah, absolutely. You and know, I think because that, you know, it's that, hard. And that's, you know, once again, you know, we're circling back to where are you now and where do you want to be? Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we look in, into the future, we go five years out, 10 years out, 20 years out 
you know, what can we do today to make sure that we are okay in that, in that time frame later? Um, because that's, you know, that's really what's going to matter soon. Um, well, one of my coaches has said, you know, we've, we've been, we talk about, um, what, you know, you say, look at the future and what do you want something to look like? Right. So whether it's five years or next week, what do you want it to look like? And everything you do needs to, is it, is it enhancing me or is it diminishing me? Hmm. If I'm going to do this, is it enhancing me and what I want to do, whether it's professionally, financially, health-wise, relationships, is it enhancing yeah. or is it diminishing? And, and if it's diminishing, that, stop it. <laughs> do something and absolutely. Else. And that, and that, um, you know, I recently, um, posted something similar on Facebook that said every decision is, is either a reflection of who we are now or who we want to be, you uh-huh. know, and, and it's kind of along those same lines. Um, so we're running close on time here. So I want to circle back. Um, I want to tell our listeners where they can find more of you because I was <laughs> recently a guest on your show. Yes, so tell everybody were. about how they can find more of you and your story. All right. Well, thank you. Um, I'm pretty much everywhere on the social media. As far as Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn. I don't tweet. I never quite got. I don't either. (laughs) And y'all finally find me on Instagram occasionally. I am there. Uh, But I do have a podcast also. It is on the um, Offbeat Media um, Network, so OBBMs. And you can also find it on Spotify. Um, my podcast is called relax. I got this crushing it with your tribe, which you are a very proud member of my tribe. Love, love, love. Such a fun, <laughs> fun, fun time. And, uh, and then of course, you know, I'm, I'm a Texas realtor, Robin McCoy realty.com. Um, if you want to need some help looking to buy or sell a house, um, you can email me Robin McCoy at kw.com or just call me 214-226-3770. I'm open and much like you, I'm very transparent and can be found just about anywhere you want to look. And that's one of the things I love most about you. Um, probably why it feels like we've been friends forever and a day. Um, (laughs) and, uh, and, and honestly, our paths cross all the time. They um, really do. (laughs) Including at our, our favorite local brewery. Absolutely. We can give three nations a shout Shout out out to to three nations brewery. (laughs) It is our absolute favorite place to hang out. Um, oftentimes she's posting and I've just missed her or vice versa. So <laughs> one time she posted, all of a sudden I get this text that says, I see you. <laughs> yes. <Here I> am. <laughs> yes. Like, is it is a great, it is a great place for, for our DFW listeners. If you, if you're looking yes. for it, another family, I mean, it really does feel like family there. Um, yeah. you have to check out three nations brewery. Um, Absolutely. So Robin McCoy, uh, amazing Texas realtor, um, superb networker, um, also a badass boot camper <laughs> who is literally walking um, across Capel daily. Um, <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so totally impressed. I absolutely love this episode. You guys have to go and follow her and listen to her podcast mm-hmm. as well. Go back a few episodes and you will hear from yours truly. Um, I had the opportunity to be on that relax. I got you podcast. So definitely check that out. 
Um, but uh, thank you for joining us, Robin. Um, thank you. It was an absolute pleasure. I even learned more about you that I didn't know, um, <laughs> which always makes me just squeal because I, I love hearing more about, you know, what makes us who we are. And yeah. I, I learned even more about why I love you. So it's just amazing. Ah, shucks. Ah, shucks. For well, our listeners, so we encourage you to find your embolism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever that, whatever that foreign. Just keep it out of is. your lungs. That's all. Just keep it out of your lungs. <laughs> and on a and on a serious note, if you are having any health signs, don't ignore them. Go get them. Don't checked ignore them. Out. It could yes. save your life, and yes. uh, and that matters, and you matter. So absolutely. Thank you again for joining us uh, as we wrap up our very first episode of season two of Modern Lightworkers. It is time to stop hiding and start shining. This is your host, Janet Bernstein, and we will catch you next time. Have an awesome day. Bye.